And that space allows you to have intrigue and curiosity and an element of mystery and suspense and excitement, which is what breeds passion. In fact, intimacy itself requires a little bit of distance. Intimacy is so often misunderstood. We think intimacy is about deep, deep, deep connection only, but it's actually a dance between connection and disconnection. Welcome to Heal Your Relationships. This podcast is all about healing your marriage and your other close relationships without waiting for the people around you to change. I'm your host, Dr. Kavita Sun. Let's dive in. Hello, hello, my friends. Happy Thursday. All right. We have a fun teaching and sharing for you guys today. But before I get there, I hope you are having a wonderful holiday season, whether you celebrate Thanksgiving and Christmas or not. If you happen to be in the part of the world that celebrates, you probably have some, at least visually, festivities around you. And I hope you are just enjoying the the flavor of the season. <laughs> I myself grew up in uh, southern India as a member of a Hindu family. So I did not grow up celebrating Thanksgiving at all and celebrated Christmas sort of in a uh, low-key fashion when we were in the UK for a few years as my dad was doing his fellowship in retinal surgery. During that time, a few years in the UK, we celebrated Christmas very low-key. We'd get this tiny, tiny plastic Christmas tree. <laughs> Have you seen those? It was so tiny. I would put them on top of the mantle and it would hold maybe like five little ornaments. <laughs> and my mom had that same Christmas tree. She'd put it back in a box and bring it out every year. And that's that's it. And then we all, each of us, I am one of three siblings. I'm the eldest of three. And all of us got one present. And I think that was uh, something that my parents very sweetly did because they knew that we would be going to school with other kids who were getting tons of presents and such. So they didn't want us to feel left out, even though they themselves did not celebrate Christmas at all. So anyway, whether you celebrate or not, I hope you're enjoying the season in some way. So today I wanted to talk about the three things that successful couples do that I've noticed over the last 15 plus years of working with clients and patients and couples and relationships and helping people resolve conflict and restore connection and get back the spark and the intimacy and create a future vision that actually feels exciting for both people, right? That's why we get together in the first place. Why do we date someone or commit to someone or marry someone is because we are excited by the future that is in our mind's eye when we think about life with this person. We don't really know what the future is going to be, but what we think the future is going to be feels exciting and good. And that's why we decide to shack up with somebody, right? At the end of the day, a relationship is about how you feel around that person, how the other person feels around you, which then translates to how you imagine the future is going to be with that person. So how do we get that feeling? 
how do we get that feeling of trust and ease and connection and excitement for the future? If we can bring those things back, then we have a very beautiful and successful partnership. So having worked on this with hundreds and hundreds of people, I think that it boils down to three things that I've seen successful couples do. When I say successful, I don't mean that they've never been through hardship. Some of them have been through trauma, right? Whether it is a fatal loss of someone that was important to them, sometimes as terrifying as losing their own child. Sometimes it is a job loss, burnout. Sometimes it's physical ailments in the marriage itself within either one or both people. Sometimes it's infidelity. Sometimes it's substance abuse. Sometimes it is bankruptcy. So many different traumas. And what I've noticed is it's not the presence or absence of these traumas that necessarily I can see as a pattern for people that succeed or don't. What I can tell you is the three factors that do seem to correlate are number one, if one or both partners either has secure attachment because of their own childhood, they just came into the relationship knowing how to be securely attached, or they learned it later in life. That's called earned security. That's something that I had to learn later in life as well. I was not raised with secure attachment. Again, not because my parents you know, didn't care or didn't want to. It's because they themselves were not raised with secure attachment. So they loved us greatly and could only pass on whatever they knew. And so some of those things that they ended up passing on, despite themselves, honestly, caused an insecure attachment in me. And so I had to learn later in life, I had to piece together the puzzle of secure attachment, first intellectually and then cognitively and then in an embodied nervous system way in my body, then in my relationships. So it was a journey. So I noticed that if one or both partners either has a secure attachment because of childhood or earned security because they learned and embodied and sort of went through that journey later in life. That is a huge predictor of the success of the relationship, okay? And secure attachment itself in relationships has four components. And I'll do another podcast to share what those four components are. I'm actually, by the way, also going to be doing a three days free challenge. It's a sort of a teaching seminar. Each day we will be uncovering one part of what it takes to have successful relationships. And each day will be one of these three factors that I'm sharing with you in brief in this podcast. We're going to be going really in depth during, and it's a free seminar. It's going to be on December 18, 19, and 20th. The link to the Facebook group where we're going to be running this seminar will be in the show notes. Feel free to join us if you'd like. But That is the number one factor, secure attachment or earned security in one or both partners. Huge, huge. Number two is the capacity to what I call make micro repairs in the midst of conflict, in the midst of an argument, knowing how to make micro repairs to keep the temperature down so that it doesn't end up completely escalating. And when I say escalating, 
it might escalate in one of two directions. It might be that, you know, there's anger and yelling or stomping off and slamming doors or harsh words. But it also could be the other side where you shut down or walk on eggshells or freeze. They're both escalations. It's just in different directions. So escalations cause gridlock. They keep that issue being unresolved. It stays unresolved and it breeds resentment and distance between the couple. So when one or both partners has the skill of making micro repairs such that they can keep the temperature of the conversation, I mean, it's not going to be cool. There's going to be some heat in the conversation when there's an argument and difference of opinion. So we're not talking about being perfectly zen-like, but we're talking about knowing how to keep it from getting overheated to the point where the same toxic dance and gridlock happens again. That's a huge, huge skill that I've seen predict the success of a relationship. Very, very important skill to learn. And it's something that is often not even talked about, whether it's in individual therapy or in books or couples therapy, I don't hear people talking about micro repairs. They talk about preventing conflict, they talk about connection, or they talk about repair after the conflict as being important. But I think more than any of those, it's the micro repairs in the midst of a discussion that really separates the couples that make it and those that don't. When I say couples, I don't just mean romantic. Obviously, these things are heightened in a romantic relationship, but it shows up you know, many of our clients come into our programs to heal the relationship with their spouses, but an equal number come in to heal the relationship with their mom or their sibling or their adult child. These patterns show up in any relationship that is close and has a lot of emotional sensitivity and longing and attachment as part of that relationship. That's when these wounds and patterns get poked. So that's a second Thing is knowing how to make micro repairs. There is a process to that. Again, I'm going to be going over the process and teaching it to you in the second day of the Relationship Success Seminar that's coming up. The link to join is in the show notes and it's completely free of charge because if I shared all of this in a podcast, we'd be here for the next three days. <laughs> so that's why I wanted to create a sort of a workshop to go in depth with you on this. And the third thing that I've seen really predicate success is the couples that are able to maintain what I call an H relationship. Now, this is because it's an audio podcast and you can't really see me. It's hard for me to explain this, but I'll do my best. And I want you to use your imagination and imagine in your mind's eye what I'm describing here. Imagine the letter A right? The capital A. Notice how the two sides of the letter A are pushing against each other. They're leaning on each other, right? That is a visual of a codependent relationship. It's where you're pushing against each other. And that's the only way that you maintain quote unquote stability in the relationship is by pushing against each other. There's a lot that goes into codependent relationships, but that's a visual for how I explain codependent relationships. And then the goal is to go from that A shape to an H, H as in horse, right? Think of the letter H. Can you see the two arms are not leaning on each other? They are independent and steady by themselves, but 
there is a link. There is a line that connects the two sidebars and that is an interdependent relationship. That is a healthy relationship. So to go from an A to an H relationship, there's actually a six-step process that I teach to go from a codependent relationship to a healthy, mutually satisfying, deep, exciting, interdependent relationship. Those are the relationships that not just stand the test of time, but do so in a way that feels good to both partners. Like you don't want to just get to being 90 years old with your partner. You want to get to 90 and still like that person. (laughs) That's the whole point, right? And so going from A to H is how you get there. And notice the two arms of the H have space in between them, but they're not completely disconnected, right? They're not like parallel lines. There is a deep connection in in the center. I see people either leaning against each other in this codependent A relationship or they're completely disconnected and leading parallel lives like roommates. The two spikes of divorce in the United States is either in couples who are in that A dynamic, push and pull codependency, or they have completely disconnected and they're living parallel lives as roommates and that spike of divorce happens when the children go off to college And then the parents cannot really find anything to talk about anymore. Without the buffer of children, it completely disintegrates. So we want to go from A to H, where there's space between two people, but there's deep connection as well. And that space allows you to have intrigue and curiosity and an element of mystery and suspense and excitement, which is what breeds passion. In fact, intimacy itself requires a little bit of distance, which is a whole another topic by itself. I could talk for an hour about how intimacy is so often misunderstood. We think intimacy is about deep, deep, deep connection only, but it's actually a dance between connection and disconnection. I'll do a whole another podcast on how do you dance between those two and how does that provide the best, but a most nourishing kind of intimacy. But these are the three characteristics of successful couples that we want to learn to embody. Quick review. Number one, secure attachment or earned security. And there's four components of secure attachment or earned security, which I'll go over during our three-day seminar. Number two is being able to do micro repairs during a conflict or argument. And again, there's a process for that. And then number three is knowing how to go from A to an H relationship. And the H relationship is an interdependent, connected, but also sensual and passion-filled relationship. Now, again, when I say passion, if we're talking about romantic partnership, of course, we're talking about sexual passion. But if we're talking about, you know, you and a sibling, there is still that having space and interdependence between you and any other important adult in your life allows you to have awe and respect and admiration for the other person and allows them to have those feelings for you, which is very important in a healthy interdependent relationship. So we're not just talking about sexual passion. We're talking about passion and awe and admiration in general. Okay, so I want you to consider what we've talked about today and ask yourself, what do I know about these three things? Do I, have I learned 
I didn't, even as a double board certified psychiatrist, I did not know what these three things were. Like if somebody had said this to me 10, 15 years ago, I'd have been baffled, right? So I didn't know. And if you don't know, it's time to learn. Number one, because your life will be more enjoyable and rewarding. We all have one life, right? And number two, because if you have children or nieces or nephews, you're passing on a legacy each and every day. And we owe it to the next generation as well to heal ourselves. So I hope that was helpful for you. And again, I'll be going a lot in depth on each of these and really breaking it down and helping you customize this to your own life during our three-day relationship success seminar. It's on the 18th, 19th, and 20th of December at 8 p.m. Eastern via Zoom. All of the information is in the link that is in the show notes. So you can register there. And if you register and you're not able to make it live, you will get replays. So even if you think you might be traveling during those times or days, feel free to register so you can get the replays and benefit from this information. Thank you. Take care. And I'll talk to you in a few days. Big hugs. Bye-bye. Hey, if you enjoyed this podcast and you'd like access to our Marriage Repair Toolkit, you can go to www.healyourrelationships, all one word, healyourrelationships.com and look for free training. I'll see you there.